This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuning in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're live on YouTube with us on Pulse95Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Right, big show today. A lot going on. Shout out to uh, Spicy as well, who's tuned in. And also, there's... I have to kind of pause the whole program because... My youngest, I keep saying younger and younger, my youngest listener is, is, a, is a young boy of two years old called Christian. And it's his first day at football practice today. And Masby and Kutsai are listening in, who are his parents. Uh, and I had, to, I had to give him a shout out because I always say that the halftime show is the only place to be at three. I'm kind of jealous. I really want to be there to watch him uh, play his first football training session. So one day he's going to turn back and understand what I'm saying. But have a great session today. And, uh, and we love you, Christian. So there you go. There, there's, there's that shout out. Now, what's coming on today? So... Recently, I went through quite an experience, and we spoke about mental health with uh, Yasmin Ahmed, by the way, who was fantastic. If you missed that show, you can catch it on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Rami, or even on YouTube if you prefer a visual. Um, we spoke about mental health, and one of the things in terms of managing and regulating that was different types of therapies, uh, mind hacks, techniques. Here, um, I, had to, uh, I had an experience which was teaching me how to breathe to get through uh, unfamiliar circumstances, conditions through an ice bath. So I'm going to be talking about that experience today and how it helped with my breathing, my experience and how tough it was. In the second segment, I'm going into... Chelsea. Now, Chelsea fans, you've been waiting for this for a while because things are looking very, very good for you guys. And you did say to me, Omar, who is the best signing we've done so far? We're going to be covering that as well. So, Chelsea, I'm not sure you will, you will get this one right. But let's see, Chelsea fans, what was the best signing you've made since the last transfer window? There is my my, my question for you. So, I want you to text us on 4215 or slide into my DMs at Omar during Instagram. In the third segment Messi has taken over pretty much every single headline since I last spoke to you guys so we're going to try and break down a few things regarding that but not in the usual kind of sense because there's a there's an aura of disappointment some people feel sorry for him let's cover and see how where that takes us and in the fourth segment we're going to answer all your questions and go over all the topics okay so make sure you stay tuned on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 1995. 95. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. 
It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in. Thank you very much for all your support, all your messages. Really, really appreciate that. That means a lot to me, and I'm, I'm very happy, actually, to, to kind of hear from you guys, because it wouldn't be the same. All right, so how, if I told you I want you to be able to practice to control your fear, to control being in a situation under pressure. How would you feel about that? Because I did a course um, on, when was it, Saturday after the show. And on Saturday, we were talking about mental health. And when I went away, there was something that I was thinking about. And I I wanted to know how I can regulate breathing because I've had a breathing coach before, but never like this. This was very, very different. Now, it was a three-hour course. In doing so, I went to this person's place and I saw one or two people. Shout out to Aida, uh, Razan, Farah, and everyone else who was involved that day. And it's our first time. And what it is basically is it's allowing you to be able to practice breathing, to be able to control situations under pressure. Now, in doing so, I had no idea what I was getting myself into because there was a big phase of, um, you know, controlling pressure and and being in an ice bath now i'm not talking about ice chambers and cryotherapy and so i've done that before and it's good you know it's it's instant i would say but not necessarily long lasting so i was very intrigued by this this course and shout out to to benoit for this he, he's the person who was leading the course anyway get there then it just turns into a very different atmosphere very you know a very interesting atmosphere because people are experiencing the same kind of emotion that i'm feeling which is quite apprehensive i don't know what to expect i don't know what i'm going to get myself into for the next three hours this therapy session and i say it was a therapy session because it started off with breathing techniques and the breathing techniques got us quite lightheaded now for someone like me who's had a lot of injuries in the past um it was interesting because I, I uh, felt lightheaded after the breathing, but what that was doing is it was getting me ready to be able to manage being in an ice bath. And I'm not talking about something that you can just put your hand in or your feet in, because we started off the kind of the warm up through that. And then eventually got into this next phase. Now the next phase was very interesting because you forget to breathe generally. Sometimes when you're focusing or concentrating, you forget to breathe. And so I was doing I was doing this therapy to get myself to step into a, an you know an ice bucket pretty much which goes up to my shoulders in doing so it was very challenging because i i forgot the the technique and the and the the teaching that he was doing for us for a split second and that caught me off guard and all of a sudden now you're kind of on the back foot which is something that i i always say you know you got to try and stay in control we've spoken about sympathetic versus parasympathetic fight versus flight the different types of um, techniques and methods that you can kind of practice to be able to handle high pressure situations i went in there we did two minutes for your feet, two minutes for your hands, then you get in the hallway. And if you haven't seen the clip, it's on my Instagram at Omar Duri. I went in there and it was so challenging. And I've, 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 I've skydived, I've done all sorts of stuff. It was so challenging that once you get out, there's a sense of relief, but there is this instant feeling of happiness that your body has gone through that kind of eases you out. And as soon as you do get out, you need to warm up again because obviously you've been under ice situations. Now, for the first couple of minutes, that was that was tough. And in my head, I had to get back in there again. I didn't think we would, but he said everyone's doing a round two. There's about 12 to 13 people there that day. It was really, really tough, but it was so rewarding. There were so many things 
that you find that about yourself, challenging yourself in a way which is out of your comfort zone. And a lot of people speak about comfort zone, but this was really, really out of my comfort zone. And I, and I had the support of a great team of people that were there with me in the same boat. And having them around kind of helped ease that kind of tension or that pressure. So again, I have to do. Sh- I have to shout out Farah, Rosanna, um, Aida, and everyone else who was there with us, uh, who kind of helped us get through it. Um, it was it was amazing, and I recommend it to anyone. And remember, there's a huge difference between stepping into a cryo chamber for a couple of minutes um, where you don't get wet and being in an ice bucket, which is like an ice bath. Um, phenomenal. I do recommend you guys try it out. And hopefully I'll get Benoit on here because he's a, he's a life coach, he's a breathing coach. And I'm very interested because he could relate a lot of things that we were going through um, in the the process in the journey to our lives and i thought that was really really interesting very very like cool um so yeah 4215 or do let me know have you ever had and i'm talking about a proper ice bath let me know um, i'm interested to see your experience and shout out to courtney uh, abby Flo, all the way from new york spicy and of course masvi i hope you heard the shout out to uh, baby christian who's, had, who's got his first football session today i wish i could be there uh, you've got Arsalan, you've got Marvish, you've got Safa. Um, and the question I asked you before we started the segment, what was Chelsea's best signing? You know what? You might be surprised with this. So stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be at 3, The Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Abdouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a wicked day. I'm having a good day myself and I'm so happy to be able to share today's show with you. Now, on the first segment, we spoke about the ice bath treatment. Now, behind this ice bath treatment, there's a lot of things that I would say is very interesting in the sense that you go there to actually learn how to breathe and how to manage uncomfortable situations and unfamiliar situations and that's what the process of three hours was to do was to train yourself to breathe so you can cope with anything and then you get to immerse yourself in the ice bath which is pretty much up to your neck which was very very challenging so I've had a few people send some comments in and I'll tell you now it was tough <laughs> it was really tough um, and, I, and I recommend it to anyone I'm going to try and get Benoit on the show can talk about it shout out to everyone uh, who's tuning on the Instagram live my man Bilal is here Spicy is here Hassan Sarah you've got Marvish you've got uh, Tariq the life of Tariq who cycled to go get a Krona and then came back and burnt off which is which is great you got Florin you got Masvi and one thing I always say that you know the halftime show is the only place to be at three but I'm kind of gutted today because my youngest listener uh, Chris who is two years old is having his first football lesson today and I'm so gutted that I couldn't be there to support him. Um, he gives me the like the biggest smile and the best reaction when he sees me, and I'm not there on his first day. So, mom and dad, Masbi and Kutsai, I know you're listening. So, this is for Chris. I hope he has a great session, and you know I'll be there in the future. Uncle will be there in the future. Um, Bilal saying the ice bath is not easy. It definitely isn't. 
and it's something that challenges the mind especially when you stay there longer than two minutes uh, the first time we stayed in for two second was for four it's a big mental game but the breathing techniques they did set us really helped manage it and that was also telling us a lot about our characters right here's a question for the Chelsea fans what was the best signing you have made so far now there's been a revolution at Chelsea recently and I have to say there's a lot of if I name the signings Kai Havertz Timo Werner Ben Chilwell Hakim Zayic Thiago Silva Malang Saar those are amongst the transfers they've made so far but the standout transfer for me has been a certain lady who you might think what lady yes a certain lady called Marina Granovskia now she's someone who has been promoted throughout the ranks of Chelsea and responsible for the transfers that have been unreal in a time that you could probably argue is very tough economically for most organizations teams from all the sports around the world this lady marina has been instrumental in chelsea's plans and not only that she's been able to orchestrate a lot of the good signings they've made and how people are struggling now at the moment to be able to put one or two transfers together the economic situation is tough agent fees being able to facilitate the transfers we learned that from Messi recently and now all of a sudden this lady um, who is quite well known as a shrewd negotiator in Germany which would explain the Kai Havertz signing for me was the best signing that Chelsea has made because she's been able to manage everything and get these signings in like his football manager which is unreal you've seen the uh, the, the Sancho deal fall through you've seen the Coutinho deal fall through you've seen the Messi deal fall through you've seen all these deals with people that you could probably think it's time for them to move on not go through and that's why the best transfer Chelsea have made or the best signing Chelsea have made has been Marina and it's happened through a time where a lot of the equal rights is coming in as well regarding sports and regarding football we've seen it with the England team we've seen it with the Brazilian team they're starting to get the rights to be able to have equal pay this lady has shown how it's done in the boardroom with teams with clubs with agents with managers and managed to get some of the best signings of the summer all under one umbrella and so that's why for me Definitely, definitely, hats goes out to Marina Granovskia because she has facilitated a lot of the transfers, especially with Chelsea being under the spotlight. I have to say, full, full credit. Sorting out the defence was one thing. Thinking of the players they still have is another thing as well. And then adding to that, Chelsea will be a real force to be reckoned with if they manage to embed all these players in the system that Frank Lampard plays. Some may say it was slightly coincidental that there was no transfers, they lost their best player and he happened to develop youth. Now with these players coming in, how does he integrate youth with the experience and the people like Thiago Silva who some might say, you know, is a... Is a is a questionable signing at 36 years of age. However, he's in very, very good shape and that will also result to him being able to help the younger players. The same mistakes that are done from a younger player are less likely to happen than someone over the age of 30 who might, who might just have it in his system and he cannot help it. So having Thiago Silva alongside players like Rudiger, alongside players like Saar, then you've got Christensen, then you've also got the experience of Aspilicueta. Ben Chilwell's coming board now, the left-back 
back. That kind of reminds me of the signing of Wayne Bridge and Ashley Cole when you have someone that is dedicated to that side and will only do that job. I think Alonso's problem is he was better going forward than he was going backwards as a defender. And so that's why signings like Thiago Silva will assure some stability and experience into a back line having just been in the Champions League final. Brilliant. Then you've got Timo Werner, a centre forward who Chelsea have been crying out for for a while, who can play across the three, which will also give him the mobility to be able to move across three positions. Ben Chilwell we spoke about. Kai Havertz, one of the most promising young attacking midfielders in the world at the age of 21, has joined from Bayer Leverkusen. Hakim Zayic, who has been instrumental and very similar, almost a younger version of Riyad Mahrez with the spontaneous um, creativity that he can really affect games. And then you've got, obviously, Malang Sarr, who, again, does come from Nice. The French, the French league has been producing a lot of good players for a league that's not really renowned for being a good league or a competitive league which is interesting because you still have the likes of Opamancano plays at Leipzig you've got Koulibaly plays at Napoli and all these different types of players who who can add value to the team so we've only got one week left but I wonder now I throw the question to you what's been your favorite signing and who do you think will have the best summer transfer window stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three the halftime show on Pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Though I'm Alduri, I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. I have to say, you guys on the Instagram are asking some wicked questions. Very, very, very good questions. Um, and, and, and it's got me on my toes. I answered a question from Spicy. I'll mention it in the fourth segment. And I've got another question from Bilal saying, AJ or Fury. You know what? I'm going to keep them guessing. I'm going to keep people guessing. Guys, AJ, Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury would win in a fight. And what do Man United need to be able to to get and break the top two so there's my questions for you guys but the 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 topic i want to talk about now is there's been a lot of a lot of talk about messi and barcelona and the situation and being held against his will and how the best player in the world allegedly or arguably can be treated that way my my thing is they the football almost won and it almost lost and and the reason why i say that is because for a long period of time we've always mentioned that not one no player is bigger than a club this is the only time and probably the most relevant time that the best player in the world did not get his wishes is that really a bad thing so that would be that would be something that i would first bring to the attention then why have we lost we've lost because Messi's stigma has always been Cristiano Ronaldo and whether he's the best player in the world and whether he deserves to, you know, to be called that if he hasn't played in a league outside of Spain. Now, finally, the, the talk was that he would join Manchester City and in joining Manchester City, he would be playing in, you know, arguably the most competitive league in the world. And I say that, not, not the best league, but the most competitive because the top six teams are fighting to be in the top four. And now it's become eight. And so with Manchester City, 
being so far behind Liverpool, the losers of this is not just Manchester City. The losers of this was Liverpool because Liverpool needed something to be able to motivate them to get back-to-back titles. There's been a lot of questions the way they finished the league, that it was kind of lackluster, that they were still celebrating, and even seeing them in the, in the, in the community shield. Yes, it was only a friendly, but whether Henderson's you know absence wasn't there, the front three, whether everyone else played apart from Trent Alexander-Arnold, which, by the way, proves the point. He is the most influential right-back in the world to control the game. But saying that, Messi not coming to Manchester City, I feel Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool have lost out massively, massively in the fact that they're not able to get that challenge to be able to now say, you know what, guys, we're up against the best player in the world and arguably the best coach in the world. And by having that argument, it creates this this interest, this, this kind of feeling that you want to see the best players in the league you know in the world in that league and so the losers of this whole situation was not just Manchester City and not just Messi it was Liverpool as well and that's why I wanted to say that from this Messi situation can we see any positive in this now a lot of you are familiar with Michael Jordan the last was it last dance (laughs) last dance um, documentary he was supposed to leave Chicago Bulls and he came back. Now, the fact that he came back, the question was now, what can he do in that last dance? Now, let's see if Messi's last dance will be as successful as Michael Jordan's last dance. If you think that's the case, text me on 4215, do, or slide into my DMs at Omar and I will get back to you. Because we've got one more segment coming up and the questions are coming through on the Instagram Live. So I'm going to answer those right after the break. A little bit of Burner Boy. That's the kind of mood I'm feeling. Hope you enjoy this. Be right back. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 1995. Oh, he loves to fire that. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. We are back. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Wicked questions coming in. So let's get straight into it. All right. Okay, cool. So I had a question from Bilal, a top boxer, by the way, from the RBO crew, asking me, AJ or Tyson Fury? Okay, Bilal. So here's, I'm a big fan of AJ's, by the way. And in fact, he comes from Watford. It's great. Um, AJ for, for conditioning and raw strength is, is phenomenal. Phenomenal as an athlete. Tyson Fury's skill set is the difference between fighting and boxing his his skill set in the sense of how he maneuvers how he telegraphs the ring his footwork for the size of him is unreal his head movement being able to strategize a plan forward to be able to fight any fighter as he proved with you know Deontay Wilder in the sense that obviously some people say Deontay Wilder is just a one hit man however that one hit as proven in the first fight could end someone's night like that and and from that day I just felt Tyson Fury has got stronger and stronger and almost needs the AJ fight to be able to to you know to be able to almost rise to the occasion and he needed that when he when he fought Klitschko and he, he proved the doubters wrong and because of that it was able to kind of be such a great ending to that situation now after the first fight which was never a draw between Wilder and Fury Fury then rose again and this time was able to strategize in finishing the fight 
Now that's my point. My point is, AJ has raw strength and has the conditioning and the, and the cardio to be able to obviously last. But Tyson Fury is, is a very, very difficult, you know, difficult task to kind of overcome. And that's why I would slightly edge it towards him. Um, but I would love to see it. That's that's kind of like the most important thing. I'd love to see, you know, those two against each other. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, Hassan, you asked the question, what do United need to get into the top two? Um, obviously, everyone's talking about Jaden Sancho. My, my take on it is very, very simple. United as a, as a force would be harder to break down if they were solid because their style of play is counter-attacking with the front three being very mobile. Now, Jada Sancho joining any team would be great, but the emergence of Greenwood, especially with what we know what to expect from Martial and what we know what to expect from Rashford has been a true breath of fresh air. And the reason being that is because the line ahead of them with the with the leadership and the powerful Bruno Fernandes being able to get the best out of the players around him and not just the best for himself has been able to put United in a very good finish. Now, having someone behind him like Koulibaly or like Upamecano would really, really show that they're a force to be reckoned with, especially with both goalkeepers, Henderson signing a new contract and David De Gea, who some may say his years are past him, will be able to actually challenge not just for a top four, but for, you know, the top two. And that is something which I feel is a huge gulf because 30 points does suggest that. Now, instead of investing that money in, in Sancho, investing that money in Opamakana or Koulibaly to be able to kind of cement that. If United had bought uh, Alfonso Davis from Bayern Munich and stuck him on the left side and had, let's say, Opamakana or Koulibaly and Lindelof or Maguire, if he ever does come back, and Juan Bissaka is one of the best right backs there defensively, then it will be very tough because they can soak the pressure and then rely on the front three to have the freedom to kill the teams off. And that's why I think um, it would be much better if they signed, you know, a defensive player who can actually control that, a bit of leadership, which again has been kind of missing for United. Although Bruno Fernandes has come in, that's kind of thing where I'd go with. So so in, in regards to that, that would be a much better signing then, you know, um, then Jane Sancho. But again, anyone that has Sancho would be amazing. It's very similar with Manchester City not buying, you know, Kai Havertz, for example, because Phil Foden is one of the best talents out there and, and will be for a very long time. And stunting someone's growth can really damage that. So that's regarding that. I hope that's answered your question, Hassan. Uh, dinner with Flo says, Fury is a brawler, street fighter with no fear who turned into a boxer. That's good. Yep, 100% right. Like Mayweather is a boxer. Boxing is a sport. Very good. What's up, Almas? How you doing? Uh, oh my god it's been ages know you from your fitness first days how you doing the urban yogi hope you're well mike cornell bro is your where's your studio located the sba is in the heart of sharjah sharjah broadcasting authority that's where pulse 95 is and uh, and i love it down here um right okay so just a quick note as well everyone needs to leave De Gea alone he is fine he's not used to losing as much as united currently are so his mentality is all messed up and we have spoken about how important mentality is so Yes, Florian, I do agree with you on that one. Um, it comes down to this, guys. I think now we're realizing, especially under the circumstances of the season, that the mind game is so important, especially with no fans being in the stadium. That really comes down to how you can focus on what you need to do without any external influence. 
when the fans do come back, now it will be interesting to see if there's a change in performance for the so-called smaller teams or the underdogs. That's what I, I kind of would like to... To, to see and witness and by the way we're only one week away and, if, and I had a few people ask me what's the fantasy football for this year don't worry I'll have that ready for you on Saturday and also who are gonna uh, impress all that will be on Saturday so don't worry I will definitely have a Premier League special for you guys coming up uh, and also make sure we are reaching full time on the Halftime Show make sure you do tune in every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show we're live on YouTube as well on Pulse95 Radio and we're live on Instagram on Omar Duri so make sure you tune into that and I can't wait to see you guys I might have a special guest on Wednesday if I do I'll announce it very very soon guys have a great day and I'll see you very very soon from the only place to be at 3 the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri